Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. My name is Rachel. I use they and she pronouns, and I serve the village as garbologist. What garbology is, is the practice of managing, maintaining, and dealing with our solid waste in the village. That's everything from landfill to recyclables to our food waste. Here at Holden, we live in a remote community, and so we don't have a garbage person that just comes, picks up the trash every day or every week. And we can't just send it down. We have to store our garbage. We only send the barge down two or three times a year for garbo purposes because each barge run one way is about $1,000. So to send a pile of recyclables or send a big thing of landfill is $2,000 round trip. And that's just the economic cost, not to mention the ecological cost. What I do as garbologist is like maintain order amongst the chaos of the waste that we have. But also a huge part of my job is education. I could easily, not easily, but I could do this job by myself and just take the garbage up and do what I do. But at Holden, we have garbo teams. All staff members are assigned to one garbo team a month. Teaching faculty also participate, and just the other day I had a guest who wanted to come to Garbo, so all are welcome in the Garbo layer. Bringing people along helps them understand why they're sorting their waste the way they are, and it also makes them more mindful in the future about maybe what they're bringing into the village. So every Garbo team, we meet down in the basement of the hotel at Holden. And we take the bins that are full of plastic, tin, aluminum, paper, and then we have our landfill and bio waste, which is anything that can't be recycled or hazardous to touch. We put that in there. And then we have a, a huge thing of cardboard in there, and we put the cardboard in a machine called the baler, uh, the one in Garbo Central is called Dr. Crusher. We just wire together a whole bunch of cardboard and that makes it more efficient to send down lake when we need to. When we send our waste down lake, we put it on a flatbed truck called Babe and we pay for like per run, not per pound. And so we really wanna compact everything as much as possible to maximize the efficiency of a Babe run. Also in Garbo Central, there's some assorted other things. There's a place for the housekeeping crew to put paper towels from the bathrooms. Those we can actually compost. And then I have a spot in the back for kind of those odds and ends. Scrap metal, light bulbs, batteries, those all kind of get a special place so I can deal with them as they come and send them out in batches. So we take all of that and then we take the compost from the kitchen and from the dining hall and we load it into our truck. Our Garbo truck is named Oscar. She uses she, her pronouns. She's great. Um, and we load that all up in the back together and then we head up to the second level tailings and we go to the garage to do all our sorting. 
we take each bag, maybe a bag has tin, and we dump it out on our sorting table, and we go through it to make sure everything has been categorized correctly. We do the same thing with aluminum and plastic, and then when we get to the plastic, we sort it out by number. We can recycle down in Chelan number one and two plastics, but all other plastics are not, they don't have a market for recycling down Lake, and so we bail them, again, in a, in a bailer that we call Big Bird, um, or Christian Bailer. We bail it and then send it down. That kind of brings forward how Garbo has changed in the past couple of years and how it's always changing. Even a couple of years ago, we were able to recycle more things than we are now. And the reason the recycling market changes is because it costs recycling companies money to do the recycling process and the profit they were making from certain recyclables was not matching the cost, so they were losing money. We used to be able to recycle number one, two, five, and seven, and sometimes even nine plastics, and now we're just down to number one and two plastics that we can recycle. Yeah, that's pretty tough. There's lots of things that we at Holden can change. We do what we can. We've asked guests not to bring in glass to the village anymore. We used to be able to recycle that, sorting it out by color. We can't anymore. So we've asked guests to, if they bring glass in, to pack it out. So I can talk to you about the compost process. That would be great. Compost actually began here in 1983 using a no-stir system, and it was designed by a person named Russ Wold. They started doing this because burying food waste became illegal. Holden back then was like, yes, let's bury a lot of things. And then the government was like, maybe not. <laughs> so how does the compost process work? The kitchen collects their food scraps, and they also can put in torn up parchment paper and in the dining hall we put in our food scraps and also our brown paper towels that we use to wash our hands or as napkins and so we keep those in the bins and on garbo team we gather those up and we bring them up to the second level the garage and we add it to our big compost bin this is the essence of compost you pour your food scraps in and then you want to add an equal ish amount of brown matter, bulking agent, carbon matter, different names for the same thing. But basically what you have with the compost and the food waste is you have living microbes in there eating away at each other. But then there comes the issue of heat. When they're eating each other up, the compost heats up and it gets warm. And the ideal temperature of compost is between given a generous window, 115 and 150 degrees. If the compost is too cold, the microbes are not alive and thus they're no longer eating each other and breaking down. And if the compost is too hot, the microbes die off. What we do to remedy that is add in a carbon agent to the compost. Our compost can sometimes get very dense and liquidy, so adding in the carbon agent absorbs some of that moisture and helps cool it down. 
And what's really cool at Holden is that we're able to add the carbon matter that we need to get rid of. So we use sawdust from our wood mill, we use brown paper towels and napkins, we do wood chips, we do shredded paper, we do ash from our furnaces, we can add all sorts of things. It's definitely a win-win. So we add that bulking agent and then we will stir the compost. And stirring the compost adds in the aeration and helps cool down the compost. Back before remediation, Holden villagers were doing compost at the Garbo dock. They were having these big bins and they were using shovels and garden tools to mix up and break up the compost and doing all of that by hand. And from what I hear, it was a lot of work. Just before remediation, Holden received two earth tubs, which are giant composting bins. They were donated to the village, I believe by Carol Chang on the SciTech committee. And we didn't put them into use until after remediation. So they started getting in use in 2017. But these earth tubs can hold 3,000 pounds of compost each. We're usually adding in, in, in the winter, maybe 100, 200 pounds of compost per team. In the summer, we're probably adding closer to 250, 300 pounds per uh, Garbo shift. These earth tubs are very cool. You put it in your compost. One thing to note is that we weigh our compost and we also take the temperature of our compost before doing anything, the compost in the big bin, just to keep tabs on like what our weight is and knowing when we need to empty it. Once it hits that 3,000 pound mark over the course of some weeks, we want to empty that and kind of keep track on, again, education. How much are we producing? Is it more than usual? And how can we encourage the community to be more mindful? You know, eat what's on their plate. How can the kitchen reuse leftovers? How can we not get to that point where there's too much? So we stir the compost and it usually takes about six weeks to process. We empty it out and we're able to use that with Janice in our gardens, which is very cool. I will say we produce much more compost than we need, but not the worst problem to have. I did a, a report on the history of garbology for one of my J-term classes. Is there anything that really stood out? Definitely. I was just so surprised by how much Holden had to learn and how much I definitely wouldn't have known. But aluminum was stored inside of the mine while waiting to send it down lake. Now it's stored in the conics. Actually, what we do with aluminum is we crush it into these, we call them cookies, but they're just discs and they're really cool and space efficient and I love them. <laughs> All of our landfill was sent to the Holden quote unquote dump, which really just meant we buried it under a tailings pile, but wind and the bears would let that come free a lot. And so we just had floating garbage. At one point, styrofoam packing peanuts were a really large issue. One of the operations managers called it angel poop and tried to ban it from the village, which I think, again, is one of those Garbo things where, okay, maybe take yourself less seriously because you can't ban things except glass. <laughs> oh, uh, another one was 
Holman used to have an incinerator we, where we could burn some trash. We lost it in mine remediation and because of the environmental impact, we haven't been able to get a permit to re rebuild one. But when we had the incinerator, the villagers tried burning just one burner on it to conserve fuel and be more eco-friendly. But then someone on the SciTech committee kindly informed them that it would cause improper incineration and was actually worse for the environment. So sometimes our intuition leads us astray. I think being the garbologist, it helps if you have a friendly attitude and you don't take things too seriously because you can build up a lot of stress <laughs> given the garbage and you're like, ah, oh, this community, what are they doing? But I think what I've noticed that has improved Definitely the composting technique. I think we've really figured out by using the earth tubs. Yes, we can compost meat. Yes, we can compost dairy. It will break down. And so that's been really helpful. We don't have to landfill meat scraps. And so I think that's been great. And I think improvements. One, I think we could definitely relate more to the guest population. Honestly, staff have it a bit easier because we're assigned Garbo team. We have to do this and that's how we learn and know. But I don't think there's always an easy way to help guests become aware of what our garbage process is because it's quite involved. I also think Holden as an organization could bring fewer things into this village. We go through a lot of things and something that the community services team and the operations team has talked about has been really investing in sturdy, solid, and sustainable things, whether that be furniture, equipment, anything, like really getting things that are quality and that will last rather than getting something we'll have to replace. How has being garbologist up here impacted my own personal practice of garbage, both here and when I'm not at Holden? That's a good question. It has made me a lot more mindful of what I'm consuming. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago in Illinois, and we had basic recycling, but that area is not very known for being eco-friendly. We don't compost, my parents don't know how to compost. So it has brought up some frustration knowing that I'm more limited there than I am here in what I can do with the things that I have. But I think it's made me adopt more of a minimalist approach mentally to what am I purchasing? Is it necessary? Does it bring me joy? And what is the effect that it will have after? It's also made me a lot more aware of how fast fashion and the clothing. Here at Holden, we have a closet called Potty Patrol, which is a free exchange place. You can put in things that you no longer want or need, and people can take them. And my whole outfit actually is from Potty Patrol today. <laughs> I often that's get nice. things from there, uh, and I, I think that's a really great way of extending the life of clothing. I just thrift and go to Goodwill, but I also have taken up the practice that I learned here of mending. So I, instead of, if I get a rip in my jeans, embroider something on it or I'll make a patch so I can keep using it rather than tossing it out. 
it's kind of taught me to be more creative about what I can do with the things that I may have thought were at the end of their life, but aren't anymore. So I am here for another month. I just stepped in for two months as the summer garbologist, and I'm going to be returning to Boston University to get my Master's of Divinity. Will I use garbage? Probably not. I think I'll continue the practices I've learned here at Holden. And honestly, who's to say I might come back and do more Garbo at Holden. But coming from the Unitarian Universalist background, one of our principles and core values is respect for the interdependent web of which we are all a part. And so I think creation care, mindfulness, and understanding how we get into this consumption cycle is a huge part of my ministry. And I do think Garbo has impacted a lot how I think about that. So I definitely think it will come forward with me. I don't think it will be so overtly garbage oriented. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.